Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bijou Podcasts. One, two. Yeah, that's me. One, two. Check. Two, two. Uh, uh, what? Okay. Sibilance. 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 <laughs> That's so in-house. No one would even get that. Welcome to the first episode of season two of Couple Goals Question Mark. I am Stacey Jean. Yeah, yeah. And I am Ben Jenkins. And we have a new addition to our uh, season two podcast, and that is, you can probably hear him. Bryn Maverick. Yes, uh, who is joining us for our very first episode. Um, So... Wow, we've come a long, long way Mm. Um, and we were really unsure about what this season looked like. To be fair, I think for a while there we thought we would be going through more fertility treatment and we're preparing for this season to be, I guess, our journey around IVF and speaking to more experts and moving into that stage. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that really, Um, Yeah, long and hard. Yeah, Yeah. and we ended up falling pregnant. Uh, We found out in April 2019. And we gave birth to Bryn Maverick, our yep. son, uh, on the 20th of January of 2020. Yes, we did. Little Bryn Maverick. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's been an exciting time. It's been a wild ride since then. Uh, just with the little guy, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been a, a pretty magical time. Um, and like you said, I don't know if we... We, you know, in our heart of hearts, we knew that he was going to arrive. We just didn't know when. Um, and uh, voila, there he is in his little spaceman puffer vest. <laughs> I bought him. I bought him this. I'll have to take a photo and put it up um, on my Instagram for when we release this. But I bought him like a, a bright silver uh, puffer vest. I don't know if I don't know if any would like. I guess it's silver you know. bright. I don't know. Is that sort yeah, of way yeah, you describe bright, it's silver? bright and sparky. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but <laughs> you know, if anyone's from the generation I am, they probably would have watched. They're uh, probably not. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I am of a unique vintage. Um, but uh, they might have watched the show Mork and Mindy when they were younger. Mork no, and- no one watched. Yes, that they even. did. No, they yes, didn't. Yes, they did. No, I don't even know what that is. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> If you, if you watch Mork and Mindy, you'll know what that is. A bit of a bit of a Mork and Mindy in joke that one. <laughs> nanu, nanu. A joke of a whole Look, it was, one. It was, it was Robin Williams. It was it was hilarity. It was very funny. Even Bryn's laughing. He loves it. He, he laughs, laughs it. at anything right now. He laughs at light. He thinks the salt lamp is hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So. Look, we're still a little bit undecided as to how this season's going to pan out. Sorry, drink with ice. Yeah, and um, um, but we did want to open up uh, the this particular season with the our birth story mm. um, because we have. Oh my god! Oh my god! Brent's farting. <laughs> no, I think he's shitting. It's on camera. I mean, <laughs> on mic. <laughs> 
he's laughing. Um, we wanted to open it up because so many of you have been interested in our story uh, when it comes to birth, when it comes to birth prep. Um, and so before we even really have kind of mapped out how we want to do this season, whether it'll be more regular, whether we'll be talking about general stuff, whether we'll be talking about parenting or whether it'll be a whole mix of everything, yeah. we wanted to kick it off um, and respond to lots of your um, requests, mm-hmm. Not maybe not just people that listen to season one because it was very fertility-driven. Um, so yeah. it will take a bit of a, a twist this um, this season. So I think, yeah, no, I think it, it, it will take a little twist and oh I think, oh, my God, well, he's still to. going, the little we're, guy. And we're so distracted. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's no way we could have just gone on and continued to do fertility treatment and pretended that it didn't happen, which no. is what I thought as an option because I'm so protective of our TTC community mm-hmm. trying to conceive for those of you playing at home mm. um, that I was, you know, still even mi- mindful of potentially continuing on with what we had started. But for everybody in that TTC community, I think you don't want anyone to be held back because of your journey. Everybody wants the same thing, which yeah. is to, to, get, to be able to have a baby. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, as well, you know, it, it will obviously come up in, in this season, but... You know, I just think it'll be good to talk about couples and relationships and um, everything from the male and female perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, really show those shine a light on those two those two sides. And you're looking to really get into um, you know men's content and yeah. men's stories and yeah. and being able to speak on behalf of blokes to blokes about things that we both. Yeah. We both um, share because I think a lot of the time, well, my whole my whole um, career has been about speaking on mm. a woman's behalf, and and I think that content is becoming more prevalent. Mm. And there's this weird time now that since we've got equality, I think it's almost like okay, everybody now wants these conversations to be open and yeah. honest and conscious for both both yeah. genders. It yeah, yeah. It's a, it, we've got to equality. We want everyone to be having those conversations. Yeah, You're yeah. quite passionate about that. Yeah, quite passionate about, um, you know, shining a light on the importance of, you know, being a open-minded and open-hearted man, you mm. know. Um, mm. you and know, father now. And father, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, men probably in general probably are that, but they just don't express it. And, mm. you know, I'm really passionate about um, putting that message out there and the importance and significance of that about men, you know, showing the full sides of themselves and expressing the full sides of themselves. Um, and I know I've, you know, had some great benefits from doing that and, you know, doing deep work to um, to um, uncover a, a, a new side to myself. So, I'm giving yeah. him a bit of a wrap. Like I was, yeah, yeah. You love, giving... love giving me the wind-up. Yeah, you know, don't you? yeah. Well, I, we just, I, I'm just a good... I'm a good. I've got a good idea us. of time because of my commercial radio background. You know, we we need to kind of keep. We don't have to keep it as tight as that, but yeah, we do have a story to tell. Yeah, you do. You do. You know, you do like your little short segments. I just like. Well, we were just teasing. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm good with it. Okay, um, roll it on. I do waffle. I okay. do like to waffle. <laughs> I love you for it. Um, so the birth story. So we did a lot of preparation in. You know, in what's the word I'm looking for? In um, in the lead up, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> uh, in the lead up to baby Bryn's birth, um, because it wasn't just Bryn's birth; it was it was my birth mm. as well. It was my birth as a mother. It was our birth as parents. But it yeah. was particularly a birth story um, 
that I was very excited to have and very passionate about having for myself first yeah. and foremost um, and then bring my baby next mm. um, because I did always dream about giving birth, yeah. you know, and I think so many stories are told that are pretty horrific, pretty traumatic, um, hard and scary. You wanted to change that. And I didn't want to change it to the point where it was about anyone else. Like I didn't want to change it because I wanted to change the story for society. Like there's been lots of things that I've done in the past where I'm like, I'm so passionate about women's content. I need to, we need to have this discussion. Mm. I wasn't, birth was so unique and so intimate and so about my own journey first mm. and foremost which is why we're only just sharing this now mm. um and and I, I did it and i did the work because it was about myself yeah, and yeah. it's been probably the first time in a really long time that i have felt like that yeah, i've yeah. been sharing my life for yeah. almost 10 years but and changing it for the future you know changing yeah. it for future generations and so that the generations that come after us from our family aren't going whoa well, mom, t- mom told me the story about my yeah, birth totally. and it was horrific yeah oh. and that's where my focus was but yeah. to be honest my focus was on myself really yeah. and the kind of birth I wanted to experience I felt like I almost owed it to myself I had dreamt of falling pregnant and having a baby my entire life yeah. like yeah. I really had I, yeah. becoming a mother was something I never I never questioned through yeah, my life. Yeah, it yeah. was always something that a sense of knowing I had. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to experience this in its full opportunity, its full offering. So with that said, our aim was to have our birth at home. Yes. And so what comes with that is often a lot of preparation. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go through some of the prep that we did before we actually get into the birth, keeping in mind that we do need to feed him and we don't want this episode yeah. to go on for three hours. Yeah, yeah, just touch on it. I mean, yeah, rein yourself in. But well, yeah. We both have to. But do you want to do prep? Because I bet you I'll get a bit heavy in the birth. No, you start so. with the prep and then I'll, 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 I'll slide in and then we, okay. can, we, okay. can, we can slow it down okay, and dissect cool. it. Okay, yeah. sweet. So the preparation, I guess, started from... Um, I guess a conscious decision of wanting to put it out there that we wanted to do a home birth. Mm. And I think with home birth, um, it's really important to be sure that's what you want. But what I will say on the flip side of that is we were open and ready to change the course at any time Bryn requested it. And what I mean by that is if he was in a position that was going to make things difficult, if I ended up getting gestational diabetes, if that ended up being that our house wasn't deemed as appropriate distance to a hospital and safety, all these kinds of things, we were very open to following the public system. And we were lucky enough that in our area, our hospital offered a home birth um, home birth offering Mm. through the midwife program. Mm. So way back when I put my name down for the midwife program, a girlfriend of mine said to me, you need to put your name down. I think I was seven weeks and I thought it was crazy. I'd had the miscarriage, as many of you um, are aware, and I wasn't really in a place where I wanted to start thinking about the birth that early on. I was really still very much coming to terms with the prospect of having a baby and the possibility, but also staying very much in the moment. It was very hard for me to go too far ahead. I think it was until about 20 weeks that I was really accepting that this baby was here to stay and come human side um, or earth side. Yeah. And so I um, I did put my name down because she was kind of like, doesn't matter, just do it. Um, we had 
uh, a coffee at the beach on the steps. I remember it clearly. We were driving to see your mum for mm. lunch in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just happened to jump on the website, put my name down on the website on the way there and then didn't really think much of it. Yeah. I was in Melbourne a few weeks later where I got a phone call from um, a midwife saying that I had missed out on the program. And I asked her and said, how the fuck is that possible? <laughs> I put my name down at like six weeks. like, And I said, with all due respect. But it was by a day on your due date or something. No, no, no. I have, yeah, I'll get to that. Oh, you're getting there. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah sorry. Um, but I said to me her. me trying to wrap it up. I man. said to her, yeah, true, fair enough. I said to her, look, with all due respect, I really am not trying to challenge you. I just want to know how anyone's able to get on this program. How do you, my, uh, like, essentially I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is how do, how do so many people know they're pregnant before six weeks? Yeah, yeah. How is this yeah. being filled up? Because yeah. I knew early because we did fertility treatment, but so many people are walking around being preg- like a pregnant, not even knowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't get my head around how I'd missed out. Mm-hmm. So she said, look, I'll call you back. She called me back and she said, look, I'm going to be straight with you. There's been a bit of a mistake. A few people have been put. So they split the groups into two months, the first half of the month and the second half of the month. She said there's been a couple of people that are due in the second, and this is by due dates, in the second half of January that are put in the first group. And that's that's filled it up much quicker than it usually would. Yeah. She said, so what I'm going to do is... I shouldn't really be saying this on there, but anyway, I'll say it. She said, I'm going to fudge your due date. Due dates don't really mean a thing anyway yeah. to be in the second half of the month so we can fit you in because you're right. It isn't really fair considering how early you had your name on the list. Yeah. So already it was a bit of a – it was all sta- – the universe was saying to play because yeah, I could yeah, have just yeah. very much been like – Oh shit! Yeah, okay, right yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I just was—I just—it was my inquisitive self, and yeah. you know—and she it kind of came around. Yeah. So then, a little bit later on, when I had my appointment, my midwife appointment, at about fifteen weeks, they asked me if I'd thought about a birth plan, and I said I was looking to do a home birth, and they said, "Fabulous, we've just started a home birth program." Yeah, yeah, that was that was the first sign for me. I think, yeah, um, just jumping forward, there was like when we went to that. So you'd. You'd locked all that in and, and put those wheels in motion and then we went to the first kind of group um, uh, appointment mm. with the other couples. At mm. the, at Which the was ho- random as well because most people have a one-on-one appointment but yeah. our first appointment happened to be... A group one at the hospital, yeah. Yeah, with, our other, with the other people yeah. in our groups. Our group was a, it was called Lavender Group. They called them by different um, yeah, yeah. different names. Yeah, so obviously we'd, we'd both talked about home birth but then um, so when we got there and that's what we were looking to do when walked in the room, um, they're all sitting there with their badges on saying ask me about home birth, mm. you know. They were all, like, super passionate. And it wasn't a group of women who were uh, looking to have home, all have home births. They were no. all just with the midwives. Right. Um, so that was my sign there going, wow, okay, this is awesome. But the it? thing, the interesting thing is that later on down the track when I engaged and started working with a doula, she was telling me about how new the program was. Now, this is really weird because... Years ago, I had had a vision that I would give birth to my baby in our kitchen. And at the time when I was having that vision, it was my kitchen. I was a single girl living in this apartment by myself and I wanted to have a home birth in my kitchen, Yeah, um, which is exactly what we did. (laughs) Um, But 
I had always thought home birth was an offering that we were all able to get, and that's not the case. The options of a home birth as it stands uh, today in March, where are we, April 2020, is that for many of you, you will need to basically book a private midwife, which is your own expense. I must also say, though, generally it ends up being a similar expense to an obstetrician, which many people can justify that those costs. Yeah. So it's the same deal, just a different type of service. Yeah. Um, and you need to have a private midwife um, to be able to home birth your baby at home unless there is a public system home birth program at your hospital, which I think there's only about 11 in the country. Yeah, we just happened to be we were down the very, road from one. We were very, very lucky. So, yeah, that was another sign. And the hospital is very, very close to our home. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing that should be um, yeah. should be you know, kind of said that it was never really a massive decision for us considering we were five minutes from the hospital. Um, So essentially the, I guess the wheels started, the wheels were in motion. We, Mm. everything was starting to open up for us in that way. Um, They were a bit iffy about talking to me about it straight up. Um, And once I started to realise more and more that you actually can't talk too much about your birth too much ahead. I I realised going through pregnancy that you often walked out of appointments going, I wish I had had more questions answered or I wish I had had this solved. And a lot of the time you actually can't be a beat ahead of yourself like you usually are with other parts of your life, with your career or your planning where you're going to live or a holiday or attracting a partner. Pregnancy is this beast that kind of takes care of itself. Like it kind of rolls out as it's going and you need to get used to kind of almost responding to the baby and your pregnancy in your body first. uh, Sorry, secondary. So in your head, you're kind of watching what comes up and then you're responding that way. It's not you acting first. Right. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if there were any hurdles... Your body's letting you know what what needs to be done. Yeah, Yeah. and we were very conscious in making sure that we sat back and watched what Bryn would say to us and what my body would would therefore be kind of almost like the language from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if there were complications or if there were anything that was... Yeah, if there there was going to be any complications or anything that that led us to maybe think it was a bit of a risk, we were open to listening. Absolutely. You know? So I think that was a really big factor in it working for us too is that – Home birth doesn't mean that you're some hippie that wants to have a free birth. A free birth is different to a home birth. A home birth is that you have have to legally midwives. have midwives at home. Yeah. They need to have all the kinds of emergency resuscitation equipment. Yeah. Yeah. A free birth is that you have it on your own with your partner yeah. with no medical intervention. They're yeah, that, very different things. That would be a wild ride. Yeah. Um, well, for me anyway, some people that that's that's their journey and that's what they want to. That's what they the the road they want to we go down. Very, and that's, that's full credit we to were, them. We were know? very independent. In our yeah. birth, though, um, but yeah, like you said, there were all these little signals that popped up, and um, I have always been a like a really traditional kind of guy. It's like when we first talked about getting married, and I said to you, I saw us in a church and all that because they're the, they're, they're the visions that I'd had in my mind of um, you know of getting married, and I guess when it came down to giving birth and having a, a baby, I, I think um, I also had those images in my head of, you know, being in a hospital, you know. They're the, what, the things that you think about because they're the mm. things you see most commonly. So I think I still had a few hiccups from that, even though I was all for having a home birth because as soon as I put it in the context of this is not a med- medical procedure, this is a natural process mm. having a baby mm. and as soon as I sort of put that into my mind, I was like, yeah, we don't need to be in the hospital. Um 
But then we the- worked, and I think it's a really good point. We worked at that as well, very much like I was saying with Bryn waiting for him to communicate. We had an open conversation. You know, yeah. it was always evolving. There was never a time where I said to Ben, I want a home birth. I yeah. knew that if Ben wasn't on board 100%, I wouldn't have been able to have a home birth either. Yeah. Yeah, you know, same. I knew yeah. that his fear, his doubt that he brought into the room was going to very much affect my ability to birth safely. Mm-hmm. And so we needed to get to that place together. Yeah, and my, and my fears were kind of manifesting themselves as problems that were just ridiculous. Like but I, they were valid, you know. Like so many people would have them where completely... Oh, no, not, not the one about the birth pool. Like I was like, oh, I don't know yeah. if we can have the birth pool in the kitchen. I don't know. It'll break the floor. It'll break the floor. And I started to think like that. And then that's where the fear rooted itself for me. Whoa. Brittany, you right? <laughs> um, and that's where the fear rooted itself for me in that, which wasn't really related to... It wasn't about the birth, the birth. pool. So, yeah. Um, but then that wouldn't go away. That wouldn't go away. And then something popped up to kind of really test... Both of our resolves and particularly tested mine. Well, yeah, you're jumping ahead a bit, but I think it is important to kind of get there. So, like I said, we had that evolving conversation. I'm just trying to think of anything that we've missed before we get to that. Mm. Um, I suppose at this point, I we signed up to do a course, which was the She Births course, which oh, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, was about, about birth planning, <laughs> birth preparation. It was a two day course yeah, that we did course. with other couples. Yeah. It was incredible. Nadine, yeah. We got we were very lucky and did it with the founder Nadine. Yeah, um, and just really felt even more assured but one thing I will say is because I was quite certain and confident that I wanted to do a birth with as little hopefully with no intervention um, at all that was very very helpful to invest for Ben to feel like he was upskilled he started to have an understanding of just how important Mm. his role was and he was able to get tools to be able to take on board to then put in his tool belt and say okay these are my offerings, these are my roles. Yes. We were able to really work that out together, work through kind of any fears that we had up until that point. So, Took, I, a, lot of, took a lot of notes. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we did. We had our notebook. Yeah. We were the ones talking in the class the most. We were writing yeah, the yeah. most. We were so proactive at, at just yeah. really being committed to learning. I knew it was all going to come in very handy. Yeah, and it did. It 100% did. There were things that we left at the door and there was many, many things that we Mm. uh, took on board. We were very lucky to have um, our midwife that was at our birth in our birth team um, also teach as she births. So that was also just one of those beautiful... synchronicities synchronicity yeah Yeah. that just happened with our birth uh, because we like I said I think stay very open to it the whole way so it was our decision but it was Bryn's decision and it was also a health safety decision we just let things roll yes so we did that we um we hired a doula as well her name um is Lizzie uh, I can put her information in the show notes if you are interested in working with her. She's as well based as the course, in yeah. the eastern suburbs in Sydney. Yeah. And that entitled us to probably about six sessions of consults and some real big healings and some processes that we went through with her prior to the birth as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we were pretty well prepped. I was doing a lot of reading. We were doing a lot of... Um, I guess different kinds of conversations between us with, with whether it was with an appointment with Lizzie or whether it was stuff that we went together, but we just kind of stayed pretty open and pretty um, committed to, I was very committed to Ben being comfortable. And I think you were very committed to 
helping me shine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and helping me kind of have the birth I wanted. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to be there um, for you in every way that you needed me to be there for you. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to feed him here in the mid-podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's calling out for it. He's got his little spaceman suit on. So take everyone through the experience we had. Take everyone through the experience we had. So this was at a point, like by this point, we'd done all the sessions with Lizzie. We'd done the prep. We're leading in. We had, we were very planned. We wanted to be very planned prior because we had Christmas and a summer holiday booked around our due date. And we wanted to make sure by the end of December or even like it was about the 20th of December that we were all ready to go. Yeah. So then we could completely switch off. I got off social media. Yes. Um, we were planning to we planned to go away for Christmas, which we did. We had a mate's holiday that we did an hour, and people thought we were crazy. Yeah. But I thought it was the best thing ever because there was a big chance we were going to go over, and I wanted to just be off the grid yeah, and with yeah. my favourite people. Which, yeah, and that's what we did. Which so, we did. Yeah. But there was a bit of a hurdle that we had a couple of weeks before then. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So before before Christmas and before that holiday and all that, um, Stace had a regular test that you have, um, which is a test for what are the, what's the acronym GBS. again? GBS. Um, and uh, so you don't want that to come up positive because <laughs> basically if it comes up positive, the suggestion that they make when you're in hospital is that you go on an IV drip and you get IV antibiotics um, for the whole period um, for like two hours or more is it no babe it's every hour for every the birth. hour sorry that's right every hour through the birth um, which look many of you that may be listening may have done yeah yeah um I, it's just something that yeah. we didn't want to do we were no um and look you know if it's that's the thing the the safety of your baby is 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 of paramount importance and we were the same we were we we felt exactly the same way but we were also passionate about um you know his health in the respect of his microbiome you know the heavy exposure to antibiotics means that it's going to kind of basically reset his microbiome Mm. and that could have effects on him later in life and that was also weighing on us as well i know it was weighing heavily on me and that really um was the the thing that was most important to me so that's i was leaning in that direction about any way we could go to make sure that that we, we didn't have to do that. Look, so you get the GBS test and like all tests, it's really important to be very clear that you don't actually need to say yes to all tests. Not everybody yeah. says yes to everything. Most of us do. We live in a pretty nanny state in this country, which has its pros and cons. It's really nice that we're very protected and very supported. But on the flip side of that, it means that we do have a lot of testing and a lot of red tape around liberation and freedom and flexibility Mm. with our bodies and our birth. Yeah. But Ben and I made a deal at the beginning of our home birth journey that we would do all the tests. Even if things came up that weren't ideal, and if you do have a positive test for GBS, 
your home birth is off because you they do recommend through a public system that you have antibiotics, therefore they can't administer antibiotics at your home. So you have to go to the hospital. So our home birth is over. Yeah. So when we decided to do the test, it was a tricky one because if we were positive, we weren't 100% sure we wanted to do the antibiotics, but even if we were positive our home birth would have been off anyway. And there's a bit of a loophole there because you can, you actually can reject the antibiotics even if your tests are positive if you're in the hospital. But for some reason with a home birth, you're not allowed to. Yes. So we decided to be a bit sneaky, go and do the test because we promised each other we would do it. Go and do the test with our local GP, have the information at bay so yeah. that at least we knew and then make a decision from there. Yeah. Now, pretty dramatically and pretty awfully... In our two week, I think it was two weeks before we went away, um, we were tested positive of GBS. Yeah, which was, and that's what um, just which to, was. I was heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just to circle back, uh, that's where I believe that was that manifestation of my fear. Like uh, I thought it, you know, I was sat there and stressed and stressed and stressed about the birth pool, which had pretty much nothing to do with my fear. But my fear really was around the home birth, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, not knowing what the outcome was and thinking, you know, traditionally that hospital is the best place to be because that's where you can get the best support. Um, so I think this came up. I think it was one of your aunties who said that this is uh, who once you said that you tested positive said, what does this want you to know? What does well, this what want, is to, it, want to what teach you? What is it asking you, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think she had a home birth herself. Um, and I remember ringing her in tears and she said, okay, okay. You need to go away and ask yourself, are you 100% sure you want this home birth or is this a bit of a speed hump to let you get out? Yeah. Or is this a speed hump you know that the universe is asking you to be fucking sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, and you both need to be there. Yeah. Has this come up for someone to say, I'm not 100% sure here or has this come up for both of you to put your like feet on the ground and mm. ground yourself into this decision more yeah. than ever? Yeah. So and I, it I was knew, the ladder. It yeah, ended up being the ladder absolutely. for us. I, I knew that if if we could turn it around, then home birth was the direction that we were meant to go on. And when Ben says turn it around, there are m- many ways for you to rid yourself of GBS. Yeah. It is a bacteria. We are made of bacteria. And it's not ridding yourself of it. It's bringing it back into balance. That's yeah, the thing. That's we, right. all, we all have it. It's a gut bacteria that, we, that, that everyone has. But if you do a vaginal birth, there is a chance that your baby can get bacteria. We are not taking away... birth canal, yeah. Yes, we're not taking away from the risks and how terrible and awful it yes. may have been for yeah, people yeah. that have experienced the effects of yeah. GBS and yeah. being positive and then pass it on to a baby who then has fallen sick with something like meningitis and then yeah. died. You know, yeah, we yeah, are absolutely. very aware yeah. of how serious it we can, can only, be. We're only talking about it from our exactly. point of view and not endorsing this for anyone else to, to no. go and do this. This, is, this us, is what it was right for us. But for us, it was about really our asking ourselves, well, what does risk look like? What do we define as risk? And for me, having a hospital birth was risky. And I know that sounds very random and full on for people because everyone would think it would be the opposite. But I knew that a hospital birth was not conducive to a healthy, calm, you know, natural birth for me. I knew yes. that the hospital environment would really work against my ethos and 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 really work against my relaxed ability, you know, and yeah. that's exactly what you need. The place that you feel safest is where you need to go. For many people, it is the hospital, which yeah. is why I encourage you, go there. Yeah. But for me, that was never going to be the case. I was yes. always going to feel less relaxed in a hospital environment. So yeah. risky for me, yes, because that meant, well, that's going to complicate my birth if I don't feel safest there. 
the antibiotics part was going to change the way I wanted to birth because I was going to be on a drip the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And I, we were also very concerned by, as Ben said, putting antibiotics in a baby so before it had even come to the world yeah, when yeah. we didn't know that there would even be a transfer. You know, like let's yeah. just remember that the antibiotics are given to people in case they get something. Mm. So we thought that if there was a case that we were positive and the baby did fall sick, then we would give it antibiotics then, yes. when and if. One you know? step at a time. That was the one thing yeah. we we're always doing. We deal with one thing at a time. Okay, mm. this has come up. How do we manage this? We take this process. Okay, we get through that. Next step is always about yeah. one step at a yeah. time and not letting, us, pregnancy, not letting the fear take hold. Well, of to be fair, fertility treatment and then pregnancy taught us that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you really have to wait to see what comes up and then respond yeah. to that, not jump seven steps ahead in yeah. fear yeah. of responding to everything that could possibly go wrong because that's what hospitals do and, and, and rightly so. They mm. have to look after a mass amount of people yeah. so they need to be 10 steps ahead yeah, to keep yeah. us safe yeah. but you have to look after yourself mm. they have to look after the masses so their approach is going to be a mass produced decision yes. which makes sense Absolutely. for them yeah. but it's really important that then you advocate for yourself in that process yeah, yeah 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 so if you've got the wits about you've got the balls and you've got the time to do the research mm. we did and we did it so mm. I went to see everyone I could possibly see. I called yeah. my Chinese doctor. I went to my chiropractor. I went to my kinesiologist. I called my doula, who was the absolute best. She, yeah, she like, was. Yeah. was just the greatest piece she of is. advice ever <laughs> because she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have just rode this every step of the way. We don't all of a sudden lose our shit now. Yeah. She said, go and get this probiotic down it like nobody's business. I went to see my chiropractor. She goes, oh, you can double the dose. You like, took two probiotics. I was taking four a day of this particular probiotic. Um, we can put that in show notes as well. You could start taking it now if you're pregnant to prepare if you like. Um, we weren't on this probiotic. Mm. I took it and I opted to do a retest. Now, this was not an easy process um, because I, was, I didn't, wasn't able to see my doctor the second time around, so I had to see someone to do the second test who judged the living fucking bejeebas out of me and almost mm. was not what was refusing to do the test because she was so unfamiliar and uneducated with home birth. Yeah. You know, she was just thinking she I just was doing She just assumed you were doing a free the, birth. The, worst, yeah. the worst possible thing by, I'm just going to have a baby Well, she home. judged me big time yeah. and she said, you know, what if something happens, you know, you're, you're this is irresponsible and she didn't even know that, you know, legally you have to have resuscitation equipment, all those kinds of things. So she was completely uneducated but you will get lots of people that will throw their opinions and they will come across like a medical opinion because they happen to be in the medical profession but a lot of the time it is a personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't an easy road, let me tell you. And even telling some of my friends, you know, that we've made a decision to go against the grain as, as what felt at the time so dramatically. Mm. Um, but what really worked out to be something that was quite scary was really the absolute um, final piece of the puzzle in us knowing that a home birth was right for us and for Bryn. Um, I took the antibiotics. I did all of the – what else was I eating? I was eating all of the um, – sauerkraut and the fucking that disgusting yogurt remember you bought that that what was it Uh, isn't that kefir lime kefir kefir yogurt yeah kefir something yeah it's not kefir um this kid doesn't want to feed but he's quite happy there yeah yeah um and 
so we did everything we possibly could and then to our absolute um, delight, we retested and within two and a half weeks we changed that Turned positive result yeah. to negative. So, look, w- would we be telling this story if we didn't turn it to a positive? I don't know, to be honest. I, I feel slightly smug in the whole thing to be honest, that I was able to change it. But would it have meant that we didn't do a home birth if we were still negative? I don't have the answer for yeah. you. I'm thinking we probably would have, yeah. um, which makes us probably the most hippie people you know. Yeah. Like think, it, you I know, think... but I, for us, it was really about an exercise to hone in on our decision yeah. and be very conscious and alert with what the actual risks look like for us. Yeah, and yeah. there were many more risks if we had have had to go to hospital yeah. for us than it would have been the other way around. Yeah. I think for me, it was the clearest representation of putting uh, questions out to the universe and letting the universe answer them. Mm. I've never been through a process in life. Um, it was beautiful, actually. Yeah, where that's happened so clearly. It was like one step at a time. Okay, if this happens, we put it out there. And if the answer comes back, then we know what to do. Uh, not When the answer comes back, we know what to do, mm. which direction to take, you know. Um, so it was just one step at a time. And, and, yeah, I think that was we were both there for each other just – uh, doing that for each other. And it was interesting because in that time up until that point, I guess I was always, um, I guess, the cheerleader for home birth. It was something I wanted. It wasn't something that you necessarily came to on your own. No. But at the same time, in that moment, you rose so strong and you were so, so comforting and assuring and confident in our vision that I really needed, I think, without knowing I needed it, to have that from you to have the birth we ended up having. Like we really needed to go through that. After that negative test result, um, that was when I knew that that this was the path for us. And I needed The negative or positive? Because I think you were like that before we got the positive. Uh, Sorry. No, but I think you were like that before we had it turn around. Like when you're listening to the podcast. That's what I was portraying to you because I needed to be strong for you. Yeah, right. But inside, I was like, okay, um, this is this is a big one, um, a big challenge. Yeah. yeah, a big challenge. Um, and so, as soon as it was negative, I was like, we're on the right path here. That yeah, was the right. sign I needed. Yeah. Um, right. So from there, I was pretty confident that we were we were making the right choice by having the home birth. Didn't mm. really matter what it was. I really felt like I got the, a real, a real, um, a real god smack, so to speak. Mm. It was that you're you're going to be fine. Mm. Um, so yeah, so from there, do you want to move to the birth? Yeah, so we had essentially what we looked upon it was pretty as close. it was yeah only after that it was you know the the time two at Christmas weeks, and then yeah. and then two weeks uh, up the coast away with friends, which was like the whole time I was like, are we going to have a baby? Are we yeah, have a baby? I was very very big um, by that point. Yeah, um, as, yeah, and I was. I wasn't feeling big. I was still feeling myself. I was still very mobile. I was still walking, swimming. Um, we had Christmas with uh, Bryn's godfather and uh, Ben's best mate. Um, it was just the three of us. We yeah. had this beautiful seafood lunch and we had an early night and, you know, we watched movies and then ended up uh, meeting my friend's um down the coast a little bit further for seven beautiful days, mm. um, which were two of my best friends from school and um, and their families. Yeah, and 
it was just gorgeous, it you know. Was, we yeah. just were able to read and take things slow. Um, yeah. One of my girlfriends has two boys and one of them wasn't even a year old. So they, you know, they'd had a big year as well and everybody mm. was just – and our other friend had been through a lot that year. So we were all just really looking to just take it easy and appreciate each other, I think. Yeah. Um, which we had a pool at the place and I was well, able to Well, life was going to change forever after that. So. Yeah, but I think for them, just as much as for us, it was such a beautiful yeah. trip, you know. Um. So I went into pre-labor, I think, on that trip and didn't really know that that's what pre-labor was. I was having um, I su- what I thought was Braxton Hicks, but I think they were probably practice contractions yeah. uh, that were happening and I would have, that's you know, That's what Braxton Hicks of, are, though, aren't they? Are they practice contractions? Yeah, but they were different. They felt like they had a little bit of more of a surge feeling to right, them, but right, they right, weren't right. contractions such that... Yeah. But I definitely know now, knowing what a contraction is, they were almost like a step up from Braxton Hicks getting me ready Yeah. Um, because I reckon the beginning of my labour felt very much like some of these sparks on my trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the more I walked, the more that would happen. Uh, before we went away, I no, when we came back, actually, I was, you know, acupuncture every second day. And I went through stages, you know. We went through stages where I did the tea and I put, you know, capsules up my vagina and I you know um evening primrose oil and I was doing I was eating seven or eight dates a day and I was doing all these kinds of things and then there would be some days where I knew I needed to rest yeah and I was kind of like this is exhausting me you know walking up and down these stairs yeah I also need to restore my body and make sure that I so I'd kind of take it as it came there was a few times where I cancelled my acupuncture appointments and just really watched the bringing on labor Labor intensity um, as much as I tried to be active with bringing it on. You know what I mean? Because, look, at the end of the day, I did have a deadline to have a home birth. You know, if you do go two weeks over, it's very hard for you to justify having a home birth. Um, we we did have a fudge due date a little bit, so there were a few things on our side. Yeah. In the end, I think I was probably way over than it did say on paper. Um, and it wasn't really my fudging or anyone in particular's fudging. It's just that there was just a bit of a mix-up on when I, we actually conceived. So yeah, absolutely. it worked on our, in, in our favour, um, and I wasn't really that interested in due dates to be honest anyway but when you get to that place they do start to really um become quite important i suppose so um i think um, well i think there was one thing for me like the next because oh yeah that's why he's he's fussing around he needs to burp um yeah uh, i think you know just talking about you know my signs for me from the universe and and how it was communicating with me oh there he goes (laughs) There he goes, the, the little big man. Good one, buddy. Yeah. Good one. Um, um, I The day before um, the birth, we went for a walk uh, on the beach and it was a pretty kind of grey day. I remember having an umbrella and I remember having this feeling, and it sounds weird to express it this way, <coughs> but um, it was uh, a weird feeling that was kind of similar to me to um, feeling like someone had died, um, which is which I've experienced, you know, uh, a few times in my life. Um, and when I say you lost your dad, so. yeah, yeah. But um, when you someone when someone close to you dies, I'll, I'll say that um, it just had that feeling about it. And I know it sounds weird to say that, but I think. Um, I don't think it's and, weird and at all. I, I think grief I, is an interesting thing. Like we yeah. kind of energetically, them, though, I think they're very similar. 
No, no, it's the same thing, babe. It yeah. just doesn't mean somebody died. Mm. Grief is grief. So if you're saying mm. goodbye to a life, you're saying goodbye to yeah, yeah, yeah. a job or yeah. a friend, yeah. and they might not have died. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's still the same emotion. I think it's that it's that it's that moment in time where where your life is never going to be the same again. Yeah, so you and they're both the same. It. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's dying yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a plant, you know. Yeah, and so I like so many of our plants at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so I really felt that that day. Um, didn't really know what it was until obviously the next day that um, that we knew we were on. That um, how were you like, feeling at oh, this okay. stage? I mean, I was pretty intense about trying to bring it on, and it Very was all calm. about me. But you were it calm, was, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's. Um, I, I felt like even though, like in the traditional sense of reading up, and you know, people read a lot of books and everything, and that's fine. But, um, but I, you went bit blokey, like you know. I think a lot of people think that you're super woke and super conscious. Mm. But, you know, there's still real traditional, real stereotype roles yeah. in our relationship. Yeah. Ben wasn't reading everything. I still had to be like, have you fucking written this? Have you yeah. done your homework? Like, yeah. I was I the director no, of, of this no. show, you know, like, and I don't mean to say that to, um, it's not a, a bagging you situation, but I yeah. think sometimes, you know, people look at couples and they, they think that they're all just perfect, you know, yeah. and we definitely, we weren't really, we didn't have any fights or anything. No. I think I just was doing that same old thing that I think a lot of women get a bit frustrated doing, which is just that reminder. But at the same time, the more I've really, I guess, sat in the role of mother in my home, I, the more I've realised that is an innate part of my role here is yeah. to kind of bring the team together and, and maybe be a little bit of a visionary and, and try and celebrate and make sure that we're we're coming back to ourselves um, yeah. as a person but also as the woman um, in my feminine energy. So I've stopped resisting that so much, you know. So as much as at the time I was like, fucking hell, Ben, like this is both of us and you have and were amazing as a conscious partner in all of that, um, I, I think there's just some things that people are just going to do more than the other. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? like but I think I think looking back on it, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest the biggest thing I needed to learn was to learn to surrender. And as soon as I did that, I felt very calm and relaxed in whatever was about to follow. Yeah, and that I was ready for it. Yeah. Um, and we affirmed that we meditate every day. Um, we were meditating together. We were doing a perineum massage. Ben was mm. doing the perineum massage on me. Every other night, I think we would laugh at how we dropped the ball occasionally, yeah. but um, we'd get oil. Every other night on average. Yeah, say, and yeah. we'd get, you know, we'd get oil and Ben would do it of a night time and as much as it was at times painful, he would then read some affirmations to me that I had chosen, um, that I was strong, that I was um, I was ready. Mm. You know, what else were you saying? I was... Um, powerful. Pow- like powerful, yeah. I was uh, like beautiful, all these kinds of things. That would help. And it was really intimate and really lovely. He's poking himself in the eye. Was he? Yeah. To connect on that. So, um, you know, there were things that we did that felt like they were for my physicality, but essentially were bringing us together physically, which was really, really important. Because endorphins, just think about anything that you do to bring on sex or to make sex comfortable is exactly the same approach that needs to be taken for birth. And that's what we did. Everything we would have done to make it a beautiful, sacred place to make love is essentially what we churned our home into yeah um, they're, they're the they're the uh they're the hormones that you want to create yeah do we want to make a part b of this podcast because he's going to go a bit ballistic and Is he? we um we've we've come to a nice a nice we've come right to the end into the lead up 
to the birth. Yes, yeah, okay. so maybe this is part A and yeah. then we will get to part B um, next week. Okay, let's what do, do you that. Think? I yeah. think so. I think, yeah. it's, I think that's good. Sorry, so, guys. So, so to lead everyone on, you know. <laughs> I think we covered a lot there, but um, it does feel like a good a, a good um, exclamation mark or yeah. full stop there, and yeah. then we'll move on to the the actual to the birth. home birth. But hey, this is a good insight into what it's like being a new parent. Mm, you know, you can true. never plan for anything. I mean, it's his bedtime, so we were yeah. we've been we've, he's been incredibly gracious. He has been, um, but I think he's. But about now he to, wants a bath. Yeah, I think it's about time to get him ready. So we will share. Uh, the ins and outs and the blow-by-blow, blow, or should I say the hour-by-hour hour account of our home birth um, on the next episode. Yeah. Um, we thank you so much for joining us. If you've got some ideas or questions or to be back. anything that you'd like us to cover, we'd love um, to get you guys involved. I'm thinking mm. about starting an, another Facebook group that's away from our our TTC group that's yeah. just a generic kind of chat group. But I don't know. You know our, our Instagrams. I'm Stacey June. Ben is Ben Jencola. Is it? J E Ben O Jencola. B- J. We'll put it. We'll put them in show notes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you want to contact either of us uh, on our socials and come up with some suggestions or things that you'd like to know, already. didn't we have some in the, the in the in the bag that you put out? Before? Yeah, we'll we'll keep them in the yeah, okay. in the bank. But it's yeah. just an open invitation to engage people into our socials. Please babe. send them on through. Um, and um, and we'll be back with uh, the next episode, which will be our our home birth detail. We may even release them birth. together so that you can yeah. back to back them if you if you so desire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Um, well, thanks for being back. Welcome to those of you that haven't listened to the show before, um, and welcome to Bryn, yeah. his first ever podcast. Hey, this little, is what Mummy does, babe. Little miniature celebrity. Many other things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And um, a multitasking solopreneur. Yeah, yeah fuck, it's been crazy. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we'll pick this up uh, next time. See you then. Bye. Bye. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.